Welcome to the Profitable Accountant Podcast. I'm your host, Reza Huda, practice owner, coach, and mentor to accounting firm owners. In this podcast, I share practical strategies to get new clients, charge higher prices, and build a profitable accounting firm that you're proud of. From time to time, I also interview other accountants doing incredible things so you can learn what's working and take tangible takeaways to implement. Make sure you press the follow button on your podcast player so you get notified when I release a new episode. Now, on to today's session. Hello, hello. Hope you're well and having a good start to the day. So I am recording this in a different location today. I'm in my office recording it on my normal Rode podcaster mic standing up in front of my desk, which, as you know, is not my usual studio, which, of course, is my car with my headset. But I was just about to record it. Uh, Normally I do it on a Thursday. It is a Thursday today when I am recording. And I went to plug my headset into my phone and I realized, ugh, it's not fitting anymore because I just bought the new iPhone 15. And of course, they've changed the jack at the bottom, which is now USB-C instead of the normal kind of the the unusual, as it were, unique um, iPhone charging points. And I only had uh, an adapter for my headset, which plugged into my old iPhone. So it wasn't possible for me to record it earlier when I was driving to the office, hence I am doing it now. <laughs> anyway, um, that said, uh, yeah, the, the new iPhone is uh, is okay so far. The reason I bought it was because my battery was pretty poor on my last iPhone 11 Pro. So far, so good, I guess, iPhone's an iPhone, really. Uh, but I bought it mainly because of my trip later on this month to Dubai, when I'm going to be blogging my, vlogging rather, my journey which is going to turn into content for Capture Accounting. As you know, I'm going out there to set up Capture Accounting in Dubai so we can start, uh, uh, we can well, we can add more value to our existing uh, creator and influencer base. We're already helping them with uh, the move to Dubai, but we're working through third parties. So rather than just giving uh, the work to third parties, we thought, well, actually, if we can get a license ourselves, we can do this work. So that's exactly what I'm going out to do to set up the entity so we can provide that service and uh, get a further foothold going deep and narrow into this space, which, as I said last week, you know, when you go deep, when you go narrow and deep into one particular area, you know, opportunities open up to you in terms of uh, finding new clients, you know, finding additional services you can provide to clients and the deeper you go in one particular space the harder it is for your competitors to follow so the fact that we've gone deeper we're in we're you know we we understand what it's like to set up an entity in Dubai and we've got contacts out there and we can talk about the process and physically and me actually going out and doing it myself again that's a huge value add for clients in our space who want to do this and are able to do this and would benefit massively from doing this because their business they can run from anywhere. So setting up in a non, uh, uh, you know, in a tax-free jurisdiction, income tax-free anyway, uh, uh, at the moment is is obviously advantageous to them. So I will uh, let you know when I get back in terms of uh, how it all went and meeting a couple of clients out there as well for capture accounting, see how they're getting on. Uh, a couple of big YouTubers, a guy called Mike Thurston, who was our first uh, YouTuber. You may have uh, heard me mention him to say when we actually launched it, he was our only client um, back in 2019. He first came on board and then when we launched capture at that time, we only had one client in that space and that was him, Mike. Good old Mike. So I'm going to see him as well, see how he's getting on. He's, he's doing fantastic in 
terms of uh, his business. He's launched a product brand, um, shorts brand and clothing brands and, and all sorts. So and doing high level masterminds and everything. So be catching up with him, which would be good. Taking my colleague Brendan along with me as well. The first time for him flying to Dubai. He's got a young daughter as well. So he's bringing them along. So they get a little holiday in between whilst we're working to sort out the licensing, a few clients and all networking out there to yeah get, get known and um, build some more contacts for us out there. I'll still be doing my, um, my my mentoring and coaching stuff from overseas. I've got a couple of uh, calls. I think one of my mastermind calls falls within the space that I am there. So I'll carry on with that. So this week, what have I been doing? This week, I have been prepping for my talks, which I am doing across the UK. So if you are in, I think I mentioned this last week, if you are in Glasgow, then it'd be great to see you. I've never been to Scotland, I don't think. I should tell a lie. I've been to Edinburgh once, but that's it. Uh, for a day, I think. So um, Glasgow will be my first time. Uh, I don't really venture up north much. And it'll probably uh, take me less time to get to Glasgow than it would kind of dropping my daughter off uh, in Southampton, which is 15 miles away at the moment um, because of the traffic. I think I'll get to Glasgow in an hour from Southampton Airport. So I'm leaving here and 8.40 and we land there an hour later. So I should be in, uh, in the conference in the QB venue, which is at the Studio Glasgow uh, mid-morning. So if you're in and around Glasgow, it'd be great to see you. Let me know if you're coming. So I will look out for you and say hello. Then after that, on the 12th, I'm in Reading. So if you're anywhere near Reading, then come along to that event. And then on 17th, I'm in Chelmsford. So if you're anywhere near there, then come along. If you saw my email or my social post, which mentioned Cheltenham, I got that wrong. It's not Cheltenham, it's Chelmsford, which somebody rightly pointed out to me. And then on the 9th of November, I'm in Brighton. So if you're down on the South Coast, it'd be good to see you there as well. But anyway, what else have I been up to? My mentoring session this week, I was planning that. So first week of the month is my kind of my work week, as I call it. Lots of stuff going on in the pack. The first Tuesday of the month is the group call with my mastermind members, so a small group of practice owners, larger practice owners, talking about their challenges, their frustrations, and also sharing their wins and successes along the way, helping each other along. Uh, so we had a great session on Tuesday. Wednesday was my deep dive training session, and this week's title was all to do with how to set up your pricing system and price compliance services profitably. So I thought that would be a good topic to talk about, given that it's fresh in my mind today. Uh, you're not gonna get the deep dive 90 minute session, you'll get a uh, kind of a, you know, a, a concise summary of it, but hopefully share some thoughts with you around the fact that compliance is your superpower and how there's a lot of talk about advisory out there, but actually if we just got compliance right, you can still do very well, build a profitable practice just doing compliance work. Because, okay, let's get straight into it now. In terms of, you know, what is what is compliance? You know, different people have different definitions of it. You know, compliance, essentially, when I surveyed the PAC members that joined the call this week, and in my mind, it's anything to do with keeping the client compliant. So doing tax returns, doing accounts, and doing VAT returns, and obviously the bookkeeping that goes along with having to do the VAT returns. But actually, if you think about it, compliance is our superpower. It's because of compliance that we are able to have clients that will stay with us for years to come, that come back year upon year because they have an obligation and a requirement to file things every quarter or every year. I mean, how lucky are we to be able to have such a business model, which means that we're not reliant on having to go out to win new business every time we finish a project with a client. That client comes back to us every single year or stays with us for years because of the fact that there is this compliance requirement out there for them to submit their tax returns and their accounts to HMRC. 
we have an enviable business model I shared with my members. And we should be fortunate that we have this because, you know, if you think about other professional services firms like lawyers, for example, they're not fortunate to have such a relationship with clients that they have clients that stay with them for years on end. They're more project based, you know, do something for a client who's buying a property or selling a business or buying a business. And then that's it. The client doesn't really go back to the solicitor until they need something else that covers their backsides or, you know, they're doing something substantial that requires some legal input. Whereas with us, it's different, which is why predominantly accountants hold that place as the client's trusted advisor. And we need to, you know, maximize that and actually appreciate that, wow, the lifetime value that we have and the, the, the fact that we can build the value of our firms. And that's why, you know, the goodwill that we build up in having clients that are sticky, that are predominantly using us and paying us to do compliance work is highly valuable. You know, your fee bank, if you can get up your monthly recurring revenue and build a practice that can run without you, that has a team, your practice will be worth multiples of your profit. Now, P-backed companies are actually paying multiples of, you know, anywhere from five to eight times profits for good accounting firms with, you know, digitalized clients with um, monthly recurring revenues. So, you know, let's not knock compliance. Compliance is our superpower. And actually, there is no advisory without compliance. So everyone out there telling you that, oh, you know, you need to be doing advisory and, you know, working closely with clients. Yeah, absolutely. There is a place for advisory. But we don't get advisory until we've got the compliance. So once we've got the compliance in and we've built that relationship with clients, we're having those conversations, then we can move people through our value ladder, as I like to call it. And everyone has a value ladder. You know, my coaching business, I have a value ladder. I give stuff away for free, like this, my podcast that you're listening to, and my book, which has lots of value in it, the LinkedIn content that I share, the YouTube content that I share. So I'm giving lots of value out in the world. And then some people will put their hand up and say, actually, yeah, I want to spend more time with this person because they've given lots of value in advance. So if he's given all this away for free, how much more will I get if I actually join his programs and actually start paying for stuff? So the perception is that you're going to get a lot more value. And of course, you will get a lot more value, um, as hopefully you have already you know, uh, deciphered from the content that you've been hearing. So people join the first level of my mentoring program, which is joining the Profitable Accountants community. And if you remember, hey, uh, hope you're well. Thanks for listening. Um, so that's the first rung of the ladder, the value ladder, as it were. Then the second rung, once you kind of maximize the value getting from that and you want to kind of move up and get more value from me and the rest of the, the group, I have the mastermind. That's the second rung in the ladder and the the mastermind is basically where you get to go to meet with a small group of like-minded uh driven ambitious a small group of larger practice owners where again you get to share meaningful uh, insights you get to share challenges frustrations share your wins successes and make more progress along the way together with having me as a as a coach as your personal coach where we have one-to-one coaching sessions so i can help you get unstuck where you are stuck i can give you support direction accountability to channel your efforts and priorities into stuff that's going to move the needle forward in your business and get you the results that you want much faster than trying to go it alone so that's the second rung in the ladder and then the third rung in the ladder is i have additional options where i have uh, packages that give you more access to me where we actually physically meet up every uh, quarter um, where I kind of you get to come see how my practice operates I come and see you so I give different options to different people depending on where they're at and we can do the same things in our accounting firms where everyone comes in for the compliance 
But then you move them up the ladder over time where you see that there are some who would benefit from having a closer relationship with you where you can actually upsell those advisory services for those more driven clients who want to get to their goals and would value that uh, support and uh, accountability from you. But going back to compliance, in terms of how compliance, how do we get, get how do we how do we make a profit from compliance? Is compliance actually profitable? Absolutely it is. But we need to take three steps to getting paid more. And those three steps that I talked about are number one, we need to take a mindset shift. We need to shift our mindset in terms of what uh, what limiting beliefs do you have in your mind that you can't get paid highly for compliance work? You need to get that out of your mind just because you're all you're doing is, in inverted commas, just doing a set of accounts, or in inverted commas, just doing bookkeeping, or just doing a tax return. We need to get that out of our minds. Or I'm just based in, you know, I'm I'm up north, and therefore people will never pay me the kind of prices that accountants in London are getting. These are limiting beliefs that hold you back from charging your worth. You can absolutely charge well and charge high for compliance work, because fact of the matter is that there are really shocking accountants out there. There are um, unbelievable, you know, and and you and people. You're listening to this, so you're not one of those. I know that you value, you know, you value service. You value getting on board good clients. You value doing a good service. But there are lots of accountants out there who aren't like you. Who you and you know this because you've got clients from those kind of accountants. So. The fact that, that you are, you care about your clients, you care about uh, turning things around quickly, you care about giving a great service to clients, that sets you apart and that is worth a lot. So don't ever think that you're not worth it because all you're doing is compliance work and it is low value. It's absolutely not because the, the service that you provide is, is highly valuable to clients when there are benchmarks out there, are comparisons out there that are really shocking. You know that because you've got clients from them. The second step is to actually understand your value. Where do clients get value from your compliance work? It's not in the piece of paper that you deliver to them to submit to HMRC or company's house. It's not in the set of tax, uh, the, the tax return that you complete. But the value that you deliver is, you've got to think of what do customers value? And customers, what do they really want? What do they really want? What they want is, and if you have read my book on the chapter where I talk about having the value conversation, I believe, or, you know, the account, <laughs> I forget the chapters my, <laughs> myself, but I think it's the, no, it's chapter two, isn't it? First is banishing the myth around pricing, and the second chapter is actually understanding the value that accountants create. If you haven't already read it, go to chapter two and read that, where I talk about where clients actually get value from us. You know, they want things like their problems solved. They want their pain taken away. They want their dreams realized. They want the peace of mind so they can sleep at night. And you do that because you take the pain away of them having to discharge their compliance obligations. You take the stress away of dealing with HMRC and acting as their agent. That is massive value add in this day and age where we know how long it takes us to get through to HMRC, to actually get through to somebody competent and get that repayment arranged or to, you know, sort something out with their tax code. You know, we're forever on end. We are battling with HMRC or if we're in the US, the tax authorities to get things sorted for our clients. How much is that worth to clients? It's not the time it's taking you, but it's the time you're saving the client and the stress and the aggro that you are saving clients. What is that worth? 
that they don't have to spend their time, valuable time on the phone, sorting out stuff which they wouldn't know how to sort anyway, and they will get passed from pillar to post and then get through to incompetent people who, you know, don't know what they're doing and put the phone down on you if they can't answer the question. So the value of that is immense. And that's how we need to communicate the value of our offerings. People want solutions to problems. They want to call you when they need you. This is the big mindset shift we need to make is that think your service. If a client has access to you, that is value. Don't just think that the value you deliver is that piece of paper that you produce from the information a client gives you. If a client is on your books and they can call you when they need you when they have a question, irrespective of how long it takes you, that is value. It doesn't matter that it only takes you five minutes to answer their question. It's taken you 10 years to give them the answer in five minutes. So they owe you for the years, not the minutes. So we need to get better at understanding the value that we actually generate for clients and then communicating that value to clients, talking in those terms the way I've just described. Have a read of chapter two to help you to position that and communicate that and then use things like I give away to my members, the brochures, etc., of actually productizing your service so that people see and can feel the value that you are delivering before they come on board with you. The next thing we need to do, so once we've kind of taken those steps, is in terms of how we price compliance, we need to uh, uh, do a few things. We need to do three things. One, we need to price and collect monthly. You've heard me say that before. Number two, we need to set a minimum fee for all clients. And number three, we need to use a pricing system. So pr monthly is, you've heard me say this before, we need to move to a monthly model because if a client has access to you, that is value. If you're an agent for HMRC for a client, then that is value. So get away from just thinking that your value is tied to the accounts or tax return that you produce. And even more so, as I mentioned before, that the value now is actually doing the ongoing stuff, the VAT returns, the bookkeeping, the managing the finance function. So move to a monthly billing model, a monthly subscription model. It's going to help you in terms of cash flow, help the client, but also it's going to build the equity value in your firm because the firms with a higher MRR, monthly recurring revenue, the, the higher MRR, the higher your firm is worth in terms of goodwill value upon exit. The next thing I said was the set a minimum monthly fee. Now, in terms of what it needs to be, it just needs to be just set a, a number. When I first started doing this back in 2013, I set £100 a month as the entry level fee for a limited company for us to do accounts and act as their accountant. And obviously over time we have uh, evolved and now we have a full or fully fledged pricing system. But even in the pricing system, our minimum fee is set to, I think, two or two, two, five a month for clients. So we don't take on anybody less than that. And you do what you're comfortable with in terms of how you feel confident. And so that how to come up with that, just think of what are you getting from new clients? You know, if you're managing to get 100, 150 pound a month from new clients, and I'd recommend that that is the absolute minimum. I mean, 150 these days, if you go to a one of these big uh, online accountants, you know, like Crunch or SG Contractor Accounting, you know, their fees are like 100, 125 a month. And these are factories where it's, you know, a stack them high, sell them cheap type model where they'll have a different person doing stuff every month. You know, they'll have, um, you know, very much a factory based operation. Whereas you are providing a personalized service, that personal touch, that is valuable. You need to be more expensive than these, uh, you know, stack them high, sell them cheap type outfits. So, you know, have confidence in your price and setting your prices higher than what you think you can get because you absolutely are worth it. The next thing is the, the pricing system. And we talked at length yesterday in terms of, in my mentoring session, how to come up with your price using the internal and external drivers of price 
that reflect the value you deliver. Now, I've talked about this in my book as well. So if you go to chapter three, which is coming up with a pricing system, you'll be able to read more in depth. But essentially it's about, this is how we get different clients paying different prices because different people value things differently. And the idea of value pricing is that we need to price the customer. We need to price the relationship we have with that customer. And every customer is different. Every customer's makeup is different. And the way our customers and clients work with us is different. So we need to, A, we need to kind of figure out, right, what is, the, the, what is it about that client circumstance that uh, makes the work more involved? Or if you want to look at it in time terms, that makes it more time consuming, that takes up more resource in-house for us to actually do the work required. But rather than basing it on time, base it upon factors, scope factors and complexity and risk factors, which are the internal drivers. Have a think about those, and I give examples in the book as well, um, where you build up the where you build up the the scope uh, and the circumstance of a client by asking those questions to get that base price in terms of the internal drivers, internally what resource will be required by you to service it. And the external drivers are all about how the client is willing to work with you and what the client values. And when you get put these internal and external drivers into your pricing system, then you can come up with different prices for different customers based upon what each client values. So as an example, in terms of the way clients work with you, clients have preferences and the clients that are very good and give you information early should be rewarded or not penalized. Whereas the clients that don't give you information on time and are always last minute, but still expect you to do the work, they should be paying a higher fee. And you can do that if you take that into account in your pricing and ask those questions when you are building up your pricing model. And the beauty of it is that nowadays we can do that because we have pricing software. I personally use GoProposal and there's effective pricing and uh, other tools out there. You could put it into an Excel spreadsheet. But, you know, when you uh, the key thing is, is to have you know, the client preferences built in. So uh, other examples are how frequently they would like their accounts, so, you know, books reconciled, how soon they would like responses by, you know, turnaround times, clients value speed. So how can you factor that in to your pricing such that if a client wants something quickly, so for example, a mortgage reference or even uh, a company formation, then they should be charged a premium. We have a fast track service for company formation, which if somebody wants it within 24 hours, they pay a premium. And naturally so, and people are happy to do so because this is the way we, op we operate. You know, people are happily will pay a premium to be able to skip the queues on in the theme park, for example, or to um, to be in the VIP lane in, in the airport, or to go to business class, or for example. People will pay extra for the convenience, for the speed, and therefore factor these in into your pricing so you can capture a greater share of the value you're creating. Because pricing is simply that. Pricing is simply about capturing a share of the value you're creating. If you can truly understand where you add value and what clients value about working with you, then you can capture a greater share through your pricing. Okay, well, uh, I think that's enough to get you thinking. And lastly, what else do I have to add? There's no such thing as a market price. You can create your own market. Don't think that, you know, I need to benchmark myself to the accountant down the road. Chances are accountant down the road doesn't add a price either. So don't benchmark yourself to them. Instead, you know, focus on your, your positioning. The more highly focused you are on your positioning as to who you serve and how you help them and the more specialized you are, the higher the fee you'll be able to command. And then also think about lifetime value in terms of allowing your clients to call you when they need you. Allow them to have unlimited support in terms of emails and telephone calls if a, there is a client of yours. 
And if you think that you can't do that, chances are you're too cheap. So you need to revisit your monthly minimum fee to allow for that to happen because having unlimited support is a huge value add. Okay, hope you've had value from that. I'm sorry, I've got to rush. I've got to go and pick up my daughter from school. So we'll call it a day there. But have a, if you've enjoyed this, then let me know. Send me a message on LinkedIn. If you're going to be in and around one of those places I mentioned earlier, it'll be great to see you. Drop me a line on LinkedIn and I'll be sure to look out for you. Otherwise, have a great rest of the day and weekend. I'll catch up with you very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you want to spend more time together, get access to me personally for your questions, access to resources and training that will help you to shortcut your progress together with being part of an incredible community of accountants all helping each other, then come and join the pack, the Profitable Accountants Community. There's a hundred plus accountants that I mentor and they help each other to get results faster than trying to do it alone. Go to reshood.com forward slash mentoring to learn more or message me directly on LinkedIn. Take care.